Welcome to another episode of the Got To Be Real podcast. I'm Jesse Trevino. I'm here with my boy, Nathan Cowan. Ahoy, hoy. Steve Abrams. Well, hello. Welcome back, guys. We've got a lot to cover today, so if you don't mind, let's yeah, well, jump right in. Uh, hold on, hold on. So, uh, we're back, um, as, as you season guys can two. tell. Season two. Uh, and uh, earlier this week, we had uh, breakfast together, the three of us. Brainstorming. And brainstorming. And... Uh, Going, we went to the Bagel here in Chicago, which is oh, I know, my, I know what story you're going to tell here. Which is one of my favorite <laughs> restaurants forever. And you know, r- rarely now do you get to go to a restaurant where you get a bread basket and bagel chips and all that, and delicious too. A tray, a relish tray of pickles, which were delicious, by the way. The best pickles in <laughs> yeah, town. I mean, delicious. Vienna pickles with yeah. a garlic brine. They do they do themselves. Can, anyway, can I say something really quick? So, no, 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 I, no, no. I know where this story is so, going. You don't say anything. <laughs> go ahead. So we're sitting there, and I, Nathan, remind me how this okay, so, the conversation so was. So we're talking, and Jesse takes a bite of pickle, and he just looks at me. He's like, oh, tastes like cucumber. And I give him this look like, <laughs> yeah, okay. And 30 seconds later, mm. I think you said yeah, something about the pickle and the cucumber that they use or something. Mm-hmm. And a light bulb, you just see the you light bulb mm-hmm. explode over Jesse's head. He goes, wait a minute. Are you telling me pickles are cucumbers? I could not freaking believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys thought it was, I was BSing. I still thought, I, I mean, it's part of me believes here's, that you're just playing around. No, no, here's the context, right? As a kid, I've never, ever liked pickles, right? I, I could eat almost any other food, any other veggie food, put it on my plate, I'll eat it. I vividly remember biting into like a burger when I was a kid and there was a pickle on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's horrible. And it's one of those like mental stupid kid things that I just, it's, had, yeah. it's in my head and yeah. now like... I, I take pickles off my plate every time I order yeah. a sandwich. So we we all get that. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all have horrible, <laughs> traumatic childhood memories. Wait, wait. But this but, year, this year, I made it a, a, an effort to, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. I need to learn to like these pickles. So that's when I've been, right. been into that awesome wedge that I'm apparently go, tasted just like a cucumber. I'm going to go find a pickle tree. Yeah. So and what, I'm going to learn to like pickles so from the pickle tree. what did you think? Did you think pickles grew on a tree? I thought they were like their own species, but right? what? I know, but I, how? Like on I don't a vine? Know. Are they a fruit? Are they a They, they look like this big green ugly thing that just but do they mean like a tree? cucumber and <laughs> like a cucumber apparently just like a cucumber and it's got this liquid that just yeah, the liquid it's, that it's comes born from with where? a liquid it comes with it and then you buy it and i've never read a jar of pickles the, the best just... <laughs> the best was steve steve immediately said what about raisins do you yeah. like raisins and do you what like about grapes prunes and what about prunes what jesse, about sauerkraut jesse put this on facebook Last yeah. night, I think, or the, yeah. I wanted I, to see if there was anybody else that, that sympathized with first me. First of all, and props, I found a couple. Props for doing. That. I mean, that was really impressive that you took it upon yourself. Most people called me an idiot. Yes, they did. Rightfully so. <laughs> I still. I mean, to be honest, and I said this to you last night. Like, I still feel kind of bad making fun of you because I'm like my son, who's five, who is learned five. something, and I'm like, good job, man. Like, what, you know, like his whole world changed. Yeah, and where, you can where's see my it in sticker? His life. Where's my? Oh, and you, I want to be like, good job, Jesse. Like. You know, you, your my life per- changed. Yeah, I want my like, first place sticker. Yeah, I just can't I, do I'm it, still, man. I'm still the grown guy that doesn't didn't know oh, that pickles were actually. Your son is five. I know, and loves pickles, mm-hmm. and knows that they're cucumbers. <laughs> what did we learn about pickles? First, of what all, else did we learn about pickles? Pickles are delicious. No, they're, well, they're what very, did we learn? They're, what, uh, they're very, hi- they're very hydrating. Are all pickles the same? All pickles are not the same. Oh, what did we learn? <laughs> so you know, there's different variations and different levels of pickleness in cucumbers. And how do you make a pickle? 
You know, I, I don't know yet. I'm going to I'm going to look at it. About that. that might be the next episode. We can jump right All into right, that. Enough but, about the pickles. But, but you know, <laughs> is this is kind of on point with today's uh, conversation because I I recently speaking of pickles and cucumbers, I showed uh, I was showing a, a buyer of mine a, a home, this beautiful uh, brownstone in Brownsville. And when we walked into the backyard, it was spacious and everything. The current owner had f- about five or six chickens. So he had a chicken coop. Um, and this uh, crop of vegetables of, 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 of various, you know, plants and stuff. But uh, it made me think like, you know, that's not the first house I've walked into and there's urban farming in backyards. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. what, you know, is there a trend going on and who else is doing this? So that particular house brought me back to memories for me because growing up in my place, my dad had 20 to 25 chickens and roosters in her backyard. And this was in Chicago. In, on the near west up, side of yeah. Chicago. Yeah, near west side of Chicago where I grew up in the middle. And so he, he was probably, this was, God, 30 years ago. He was probably one of the uh, original, you know, in, uh, you know, people that adopt urban farming. But uh, I've learned since that it is not, so Chicago's really lax on rules for keeping livestock. So there are no rules in terms of how many chickens you can keep um, uh, so long as you don't slaughter them. You can't, Slaughter animal. You can keep goats. You can keep bees. Uh, what about cows? You can keep a cow. I'm, Shut I, up. I, I, look, I swear to God, I looked this you up. There's no rule. Look this up. There is no rule that says you can't have a cow, except that it is highly frowned upon, because no one in the city has a, a you know a yard big enough. You're just asking for trouble by putting this ginormous you know livestock pet in your backyard. Your neighbors are going to hate you. Well, that lady back in the 1800s. Had a cow. Oh God! She started the fire. <laughs> right. Wait. So what's her name? Mrs. O'Leary. So you've got a friend who has chickens right now. That's correct. Right? Yes. Um. And there's no limits on how many you can have. So like that's when correct. you were growing up, your dad had twenty. That's that's totally co- cool. You can do that. Yeah. I thought it was something illegal that he was doing. I mean, Apparently, yeah. the the laws have not changed in quite some time. And really, a lot of, a lot of people are doing it because you know they've got different reasons, but. Social responsibility sort of jumps to mind. They, they don't want to buy eggs that they don't know mm. where they came from, and they want to stay local and organic. And, and what better way to go super local and organic than actually raise mm-hmm. them? Yeah. So, uh, from a pet perspective, a lot of folks are passing up dogs, if you will, for three to four chickens. And you know, you know, I read something about this, and I read that chickens are cucumbers. <laughs> oh, are they and different variations the different, of, of there different, different kinds of chicken? That's right. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I've, I've definitely seen more farms pop up on corner lots in neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm you know, I I'm sure more people are putting them in their backyard. I personally think it's fantastic. I mean, not just from a, a you know responsibility standpoint, but just from a straight point of the food's going to be way better. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, growing, yeah. growing your own food, having chickens and having fresh eggs every day. I mean, that's fantastic. You're going to, you'll notice the difference between a fresh egg and a, you know, a three week old egg immediately. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and from a real estate perspective, I mean, from an agent perspective, before you jump into getting some chickens, some, some things to think about is are your neighbors friendly, right? Mm-hmm. How tall is your right. fence? Because you want to be mindful of your neighbors. Typically, if we're showing houses in certain neighborhoods and they've got wooden fences, it, you might we, we might want to peek over to see what's going on. Because you know maybe you do want to live next to someone that has livestock, and maybe you want to jump in and, and add another three or four chickens. But it's something to think about. So again, there's no rules, but 
you know, there, there's there's a, there's a nuisance in terms of noise. It, potentially, it could be some noise levels with with the, the amount of chickens you have, or and or a rooster. Apparently, roosters are not uh, illegal at this point. I didn't see anything online mm. that said they weren't, which is surprising because they're yeah. they're loud. Yeah. Um, but if someone's got a goat or or a couple of goats, mm-hmm. like you know. Make friends with your neighbors. Bring them over a dozen eggs and like a fresh, you know, pail of milk every once in a while. But I would definitely check in with your neighbors you before know what? you I've make seen that a lot move. Of, maybe you guys have. I don't know um, out in the burbs, but um, composting. There are oh, a yeah. lot of people that are doing yeah. composting, and particularly uh, in my building, they're put. They're taking pickle jars, those big buckets, and they they have them like you know outside by the dumpster, and they're just throwing stuff in there. And they must be using it for obviously fertilizer. Um, and maybe they're doing some sort of real urban farming. Like so, so scale. yeah. So the the bedding that you use in coops uh, where the chickens sort of sleep every night gets naturally fertilized, and you, you're right. supposed to switch it out. I think once a week or once a month. Oh. But that you don't have to dispose. You could. It turns out to be a really excellent fertilizer. Huh. Yeah. So you can totally repurpose that into a, you know a compost. I mean, the, the whole process is just going to make. I mean, it, it, outside of your backyard, if you have a neighborhood community you know urban farm that i think that's just right it's like having a park right it yeah. just it brings a yeah, little yeah. more community to the neighborhood it pe- it puts people uh in the, they're just more involved with their neighbors yeah. and they've got more responsibility to make sure that the neighborhood's nice and clean and, and up kept kept up I mean, that's just a positive yeah and i think you know, it's i think it's fantastic the, the other the other the other uh, side of the coin here uh, in terms of urban gardening is actual community gardens or gardens that's producing food yes so this is awesome website check these guys out this program called the chicago urban architecture uh agriculture mapping project they have a really cool map that you can plug in your address within a mile, one mile radius and find mm. community gardens or gardens that you know that that could be privately owned um Right now, there's 871 gardens that are producing some sort of food all within the Chicagoland area, which to, to me, it just sounded like, I, I don't know if that's a big number or not, but it, it blew my mind. Mm. I plugged in my home address, yeah. and within a mile in the South Loop, there's 13 to 16 of these places that you can go visit and you can participate. You can grow your own vegetables, if you will, but yeah. really, really cool project. I mean, as we know, you know, Chicago is filled, like many urban cities, uh, with many neighborhoods that don't have access to to supermarkets and grocery and fresh produce and good, healthy, wholesome, nutritious food. And this is an ideal way. I have clients that um, live on the west side, and they bought the empty lot next to their mm. two-flat and with the intention of only of of setting up what we call from Boston, call them victory gardens or urban mm. gardens. where And their plan is to not even have a fence – and to just grow fresh produce and let people take it, they want to really I love that create you know for for people. I had a buyer, uh, a, a client friend of mine that purchased a, a condo in Woodlawn. Specific, it, it was a beautiful condo, but it happened to be directly across the street from a community garden, and that was one mm-hmm. of their most important. Yeah. It, you know, they were like, yeah. uh, open spaces are great, and you know, luxury appliances, but like that community garden is a staple of the neighborhood. Absolutely. I want to be a part of that. I want to contribute to it. So they, I mean, so these community gardens, the eight hundred and seventy-one in the city. Check them out. It's almost like. You know, when, when people have kids and they want to look up school districts, we send them to cps.edu and you can find out what the school district is. This website here, uh, you plug in your address, you could easily find out how many community gardens are in your area. That's awesome.
Yeah, cool. fantastic. So again, really quickly, if you if you're looking to become an urban farmer, whether it's livestock or, or gardening, definitely I would check in with a realtor and, and find out if there's any friendlier areas in the city that are, are are game for it. Be nice to your neighbors and don't forget to eat your pickles. Cheers. Got to be real is recorded live in the heart of Chicago and is your best guide and conversation starter for all things Chicago with a little real estate thrown in. Got to be real is produced by its hosts Nathan Cowan. Jesse Trevino, and me, Steve Abrams. And we are all licensed realtors and can be reached at Got To Be Real Podcast on Facebook. Send us your suggestions, comments, and questions and ideas for upcoming shows and let us know if you'd like to be featured on an episode as well. Tell everyone about this podcast and thanks for listening. And of course, for any real estate needs, contact us through Got To Be Real Podcast on Facebook. (laughs) 